Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 10 of He Book, She Book. My name's Mike. And I'm Becca. And today, even though we said we didn't want to have a lot of wrestling news this week, we do have some wrestling news this week to go over. And of course, we'll be going over Raw, SmackDown, and touch a little bit on NXT and AEW leading up to AEW's Double or Nothing this Sunday, May 30th. Yeah, tonight for uh, for us recording right now, AEW's going to be on... In about 12 hours or so. Yeah. Uh, we just finished up watching all of AEW and NXT and, of course, Raw and SmackDown. There was a lot of wrestling going on this week. Friday was a big night. Yeah, it was. Uh, AEW ends up being on Friday, I think, this past week and definitely next week. Next, yeah, week, next week as well. Maybe. The At 10 p.m. Yeah, late. Right after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a bad lead-in. No. It's... I mean, it had us in, you know, our wrestling, our wrestling mood. And we just flipped right over to, yeah, it was to watch AEW. And it was nice to finally have a wrestling show with fans. Yeah, such it a was. Such a palpable difference. Just in the way that you could tell, like, like when we uh, when we watched WrestleMania. Yeah. You could feel what the wrestlers were feeling. You could, you could see, see it with the difference. The, with the inner circle. I mean, we'll get to AEW later, but when the inner circle came out and they started talking, like... The fans were just of cheering course. for well, them. The, the and singing Judas, of course. Yes. Oh, um, I thought. Oh my God! I thought Chris Jericho was going to like cry when they were singing yeah. his song. What a what an amazing moment! But it it's such a different world when the fans are there. It really it is. is. Yeah, and it was for some of those people. It was their first time ever mm-hmm. in front of a live crowd. Um, we know that Jade Cargill said it was her first time ever wrestling in front of a live crowd, which yeah. is crazy. But yeah, AEW with their fans back, big announcements for WWE, getting all their fans back very soon. Yeah. Announcing a 25-city tour. You know what else WWE announced? What did WWE announce? More releases. More releases! <laughs> how, how they have anybody left on their team is like crazy to me. Well, they, they bounced Tom Phillips. Yep. Tom, right? Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom. Phillips. Um... Tom Adna- Phillips is Adnan gone. Adnan Verk. But Adnan Verk was a little bit different. That and he was, was only a, here for like a month. That, that seemed like a mutual thing. He tweeted. Yeah. Um, he just wanted to... The travel was too much for him. Between yeah. all this other stuff he does. And I thought he did a great job. Apparently some others didn't agree with that. Yeah, I kept seeing play, people be like, Oh, the the WWE Universe bullied him out. and like, But I don't... I thought he did fine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a tough job. I could take be, him or leave him. It's a tough job. Just to be thrust into that basically right after WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. That's a tough job. With no real background. Like, Pat McAfee is doing a great job because That's he's a it. wrestling fan. Yeah, and because he's he's been training to wrestle for yeah, years. He's so had matches. He was a little bit different. He's gonna. I think he yeah. might stick it out for a minute. No, he's going to... Pat McAfee will be around as long as Pat McAfee wants to be around, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, they got rid of a lot of their digital team as well. Yeah, a lot of layoffs in the digital world for them. Uh, I guess WWE.com, their Twitter and Instagram team, which led to quite the... Quite the mishap on Twitter with the whoever is in charge mm-hmm. uh, tweeting that it was the mysterious what was it the Usos versus the New Day yeah and it was most certainly not the New Day it was, it not was the, the Street New Profits Day. so tisk tisk check out Xavier Woods' Twitter about that yeah Austin was not uh not mm-hmm. pleased yeah he was not happy which why nobody should be pleased with that no that was just ridiculous 
You know what else people are not pleased with? The fact that Cardi B is supposed to be the host of SummerSlam. And I will fight those people. Because those people are wrong. Cardi <laughs> coming to party at, at SummerSlam. Why, how could anyone be mad? Everybody's mad. They're using people Up like, for SummerSlam. I know. And I'm going to be using Up for... I mean, you already do. Yeah, just I'm going to be blasting it. I on think that the might Echo. be your hype song. For right now it is, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? The thing is, Cardi... A few months ago, had some interactions with some of the superstars on Twitter. Yeah, you know what's a real shame, too? Because she had, like, a Twitter feud with Lacey Evans. Because I, I don't think she quite understood. Because no, she, she didn't understand Lacey Evans' whole thing is calling everybody nasty. Yes. And she called Cardi B a nasty. Yeah, and Cardi B not was not that. having yeah. that. And uh, But well, it's a shame because Lacey's pregnant, so they can't even have, like, yeah. a pretend feud anyway. But it was... I remember... I thought she would have been... A WrestleMania get. Yeah. Because it was a few it happened months right before, before Mania, right? Yeah, it was like in January or something around mm-hmm. there. And um, she had tweeted that she was a big wrestling fan as a kid. Yeah. Big fan of like DX and Stone Cold. She loves Sasha Banks currently. Like I think mm-hmm. that's going to be whenever Sasha wants to come back. That'll be a nice interaction. Yeah, that'll have. be fun for her. It'll. I think it'll be fun. People get mad whenever there's kind of any celebrity Well, that's what I keep seeing. If they're like, why do we always need a celebrity to be a host? Because it's fun. Because check out her followers. Yeah. Check out how many albums she sells and (laughs) how many listens she gets. All of those eyes and ears on this product is better for the entire wrestling community. Oh, yeah. Like, people that don't normally watch wrestling that are just going to watch whatever Cardi does. Yeah. And there are those people. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to maybe watch SummerSlam or even just watch a YouTube clip of Cardi B at SummerSlam. Yeah. And I don't think she'll perform. I hope no, she doesn't because I hate keep saying that, performances. Like, they're scared that she's going to get in the ring, too. And no, I'm like, I don't even think she's going to get in the ring. She might get in, in like a little ring. backstage scuffle. She yeah. She might be a 24-7 champion real yeah, quick. Yeah, throw like a nice slap at somebody or something. Yeah. But nothing like, Especially like crazy. Bad Bunny shows up. It's not going to be a Bad Bunny situation. Bad no. Bunny did great and And Bad Bunny that. was on... Um, uh, what is it called? The the shop? Something on HBO yeah. with LeBron showing HBO. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how hard he trained. He moved to oh, Orlando yeah. for three months, did no music at all. And he just came at, trained. He came at the fans for saying that it wasn't real. Um, Undertaker was like thanking Bad Bunny and said yep. that he did a great job and he made all the wrestlers proud. 2021 is a weird time when the yeah. Undertaker's thanking Bad Bunny for, yeah. for keeping... <laughs> and Cardi B's going to be hosting SummerSlam where John Cena may or may not be coming yeah. back. Rumor has it that uh, that John Boy's making his return at SummerSlam. Uh, and SummerSlam's on a Saturday this year. It is on a Saturday, which is very bizarre. Very weird. It could only fit around John's schedule. Well, there's um, Manny Pacquiao is going to fight on that same exact Saturday. Mm-hmm. So there's rumors that they're maybe trying to get, because I know Las Vegas was one of the like final. Yeah. It's between like Las Vegas, Miami, uh, somewhere in Texas, yeah, and, and for Texas some, for fun. some reason East Rutherford, New Jersey. Listen, if it wants to be in New Jersey, we'll yeah, be there. I'll go. I know that the Manny Pacquiao fight is that same Saturday, so there might be a, a, a nice lead in because yeah. pretty much by the time SummerSlam's done, will probably be the, the time that Pacquiao will be on. But the John Cena return. If, especially if he's going to face Roman Reigns, yeah, is a massive match that we haven't we haven't seen a marquee match like that in a minute. No, it's been a while for you know the tribal chief, the head of the table, and the guy comes back. Yeah, and and John Cena's been talking about how he's he's not done yeah, with he wrestling. And you know it's funny because we kept 
we kept wondering why John Cena was like being host of shows, and it's I, like I, this is this might be why though. Like the reason that he doesn't want these big movie things if he's getting offered of them or anything. I mean, is he's, in he Fast wants, and, he's in the new Fast and Furious. Yeah, but that's done recording, so he wants to come and wrestle again. So put him as a host. Let that show that series is done recording. Come. Well, he has a new series coming out. I believe on HBO. It's uh he's in the new Suicide Squad movie which was filming. Yeah, he does. And that's so why much. he missed WrestleMania because mm-hmm. he was filming it. I forget where. So I'm saying they're putting this around his schedule. That's why it's on a Saturday. Well, I don't know when that Suicide Squad movie is going to come out, but it's great promotion oh, if yeah. he can get on SummerSlam and be yeah. in the marquee match. Listen, it'll be better than the Army of the Dead or whatever Batista's oh, movie God. is. Hopefully, we won't have any zombies at SummerSlam. Like that's how funny. Like Batista refused to even show up. Yeah. He's like, I'll voice some shit for you, but I'm yeah. not coming I'll to this I'll my nonsense. weird zombie yeah. friends. John waited for the fans to come back, and that's a big win for Roman if he gets it. Oh, yeah. If we're going to do that match, Roman has to win it. Mm-hmm. That's a huge passing of the torch. Um, the Money in the Bank will have been won by then, so there's always that hanging over yeah. it. It'll be probably... Is Money in the Bank in front of live fans? Did they say that? That's a, that's yeah, a live I crowd, right? Yeah, I think so. I think... Yeah, I think... That's the first one in front of fans. That's going to be huge. The fans are going to go crazy for that one. That might be the second one in front of fans. But it that money in the bank is a huge one anyway. So, like, it's going to be great with fans. It's going... It would be good without fans. But it's going to be uh, great. Well, it wasn't great with Actually, fans. yeah, you know what? I take that back. Because last it was year was interesting. interesting. Yeah, because they went through the whole... Mm-hmm the whole building yeah. that was weird. i would rather it be in front of fans yeah let's you know uh, what and I what i also what I want said. in front of fans is eva marie yeah i knew the evolution <laughs> is on its way and the news coming out that we kind of already assumed yeah we were hoping for this was that eva marie is not going to be wrestling no let her be a manager that's i, I we all assume that was the plan yeah that's her especially new promo. with these um these vignettes and these promos mm-hmm. that are coming out, it seems like she wants to take someone and elevate them to her level, which is so funny. That's so to good. To think about. But, like, she is hugely popular on Instagram. We were going through yeah. it yesterday. She's behind basically just Sasha and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. In terms of followers, active superstars mm-hmm. and their followers on Instagram. And she hasn't been in the wrestling world in years. No. And I really hope that, like, I hope that they don't put her with somebody and it's just going to be like a flop. Like, I hope that they put her with somebody who's already good and needs the attention. Like, Nikki Cross. I love Nikki Cross. I think she's be great. It would be such a fun one. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not going to put Nikki Cross back with Alexa Bliss to do all of that fun stuff, put put uh, Eva Marie with Nikki. Elevate her. I just hope that they don't put her with somebody that I just don't care about. That's what, like, if I was going to book this... I would pick Nikki Cross. Yeah. And because she's so lovable and she's so mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky, she's so crazy. She's insane. Get That's Eva my Marie part. to try to... Calm her crazy? Not necessarily calm it, but redirect that yeah. energy into something better. And have Eva be a little bit of a bitch to her. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's some heel tendencies coming off of Eva Marie so that we all feel bad for Nikki eventually. And then eventually there's going to be some kind of blow-off where Nikki Cross becomes, you know, she... Uh, what's the word? She kind of disassociates herself yes. from Eve Marie. Eve Marie takes a new talent, does the same thing. But she, I think Eve Marie, with the heat she can garner, yeah. just just by being on television, because Twitter and Instagram hate Eve they Marie. They hate her. Like wrestling, the, the wrestling world 
For some reason, I'm not. We're not that podcast. Here's the thing. I we're not an Eva Marie hating podcast. But I did hate Eva Marie when Eva Marie was a wrestler, and these oh, people yeah, so are not. just holding that grudge. And I'm gonna just let it go because I've also weirdly care more about her as not a wrestler because we've grown as people yeah you can say just as she has (laughs) and just as she's grown her following but yeah i I think she already has so much heat on her because she's not mickey james she's not the iconic she's not um you know, once well, somebody yeah, that got also, released recently, she just got brought in and she has no wrestling background. It was bad timing because people were still... I don't think it's bad timing so, at all. No, but I mean I like the awesome announcement. Timing. Yeah. yeah like, I, I For I the story, it's awesome yeah. timing for like personal business. Yeah. But, but like people are very butthurt about the releases still and then to bring in somebody that they hated as a wrestler yeah. is just a slap in the face. And honestly... What did you expect from WWE? Yeah. This is what they do. What they WWE do. loves to just slap people in the face. Like, they're just making like, her a monster heel yes. just by... And they haven't even done anything with her no, yet. No, she hasn't even come out yet. No, and like, they love doing this because they also recently just announced that they're going to try to have a New Japan exclusive partnership. Yeah. Which that is weird. Because is very weird to me. New Japan <laughs> is with AEW. Yeah. So, what? I don't, I don't get that one. Um... The reports came out, I guess, sometime this week uh, that WWE, uh, their Nick Con, there's mm-hmm. too many cons happening. Mm-hmm. You got Tony Con for AEW, and now Nick Con, I guess, is, uh, I don't know his exact position, but he's a higher up in WWE. He's been having talks with New Japan about having some kind of exclusive partnership, which we later learned is mo- mostly centered around Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Because as we said on this podcast before, we wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Bryan, if he really is a free agent, if he just wants to do some kind of solo retirement run where he just goes around and wrestles all the guys he couldn't before or had years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, goes to Japan, takes on Okada, takes on Will Ospreay, takes on all these other um, New Japan exclusive superstars. And if that's, if this is Daniel Bryan just taking the leverage of someone that's had two WrestleMania main events coming off of the most recent WrestleMania main event to create a partnership between New Japan and WWE, that's the most baller shit that's happened in wrestling in a very long time. And I just feel bad for John Moxley because he was finally <laughs> like John Moxley finally got out from under the grip of mm-hmm. Vince McMahon and is a beautiful star in AEW and also New mm-hmm. Japan champion. Yeah. He would have to drop that. He would sure. have to drop it. Yeah. He would have to drop but it. That's why I don't think this is going to happen. I don't yeah. think New Japan is... I mean, as listen, WWE brings in a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And they have a ton of partnerships and TV time and it would probably be the most lucrative for New Japan to partner with WWE. But they do already have these pre-existing partnerships with yeah. AEW. It's like there's no way it could be an exclusive WWE partnership. No, and like without and burning New Japan has, and like Tony Khan said, Tony Khan kind of just went on had mm-hmm. like his own little shoot interview. He's already brought guys from New Japan to yeah. AEW, and vice versa. He's sent AEW guys to New Japan. That guy said one of the funniest things I've ever heard, where he was like, "There's only room for one Khan <laughs> yeah. in the wrestling world, and it's me." And yeah. like. They're going to be like the new Usos. We're not going to know which one's which if we keep talking about them. But I would love to see if we could get like 
the dream scenario is to be able to have guys like Cesaro go to New Japan mm-hmm. and fight in like a G1 or have Chad Gable I've been saying Gable, for years yeah. to just go over to Japan and just and be himself and yeah. be the amazing wrestler that he is. Like you guys mean to tell me that you wouldn't want to see Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle in New Japan? Like come on. He will one day yes. wrestle again in New Japan. Yes. If he can do that under the WWE banner, yeah, it would be great. That's even better. Yeah. Like there's plenty of guys that we could send back and forth. Like mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre yeah. has not so low key been on Twitter. He's twice done it now. He, yeah. he did the um the acronym of whatever he was spelling out said Okada. Mm-hmm. And then he tweeted, I guess last night, uh, a screenshot of two new followers that he had. And he said, you know, finally the T-Mobile Center follows me. But right above hit, right above the T-Mobile Center is Okada. Yeah. And, like, these guys, WWE is insular. It's not, like, they have their own universe. And nothing else yeah. exists outside of that universe. But the guys that are in that universe, like Drew McIntyre and every other superstar... They know what's going on. Oh, yeah. They know who the best of the best are. They're watching these shows. They're all watching because you can tell, too, when something crazy happened. Like, when Orange Cassidy basically died at with when he was wrestling Pac, or Pac, however you pronounce his yeah. name now, Neville, um, there were WWE guys tweeting about it and yeah. posting about it. And, like, when the zombies came out, Chris Jericho was posting oh, about that. So, yeah. like, there's all this crossover. The guys know what's going on. Yeah. They're fans of other companies. Yeah. Sami Zayn has said AEW on television. Like, oh, they, yeah. These guys know what's happening. So, like, as much as WWE tries to pretend that it's its own literal universe. Yeah, and the only wrestling world. Like, having some kind of invasion would be massive for mm-hmm. wrestling in general. Yeah. Now, if they want... To help the entire wrestling community, it's easy. If they want to help just themselves, it's great as well. Yeah. But man, would it bury AEW if they could get an exclusive partnership with New Japan. It would be crazy. We'll see. We don't know much about it. Right now, it's all just rumors, but... Yeah, and it's rumors that I will believe when I see a New Japan guy on WWE television. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. Or if we see Daniel Bryan on a New Japan show... I'll, I'll maybe believe it. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Now, before we get into Raw, I do just need to say one thing that makes me really sad. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one to you. But, like... You can have this. R.I.P. Larry, Steve. This is Alexa Bliss, Buddy Murphy, and Ryan Cabrera's pig. And, I don't know, most people in the wrestling world were following this and the very tragic story, and it's very, very sad. And I just needed to say R.I.P. Larry Steve because I love that pig and I want a pig and that makes my heart just hurt that that happened the way it did. And Alexa Bliss, full blown in tears, crying about this is still the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) I have never seen somebody hysterically cry and their ugly cry still be beautiful. It is crazy. She is stunning. It's crazy. And, like, my heart hurt even more for her because she just, you know, that pig was part of her family, part of their family. And Buddy Murphy... He came out and was like, you know, I like WWE might paint me as a bad guy, but like that pig was the love of my life. And like that grown man crying set me off. I'm going to cry just thinking about it because you can't lose a pet and be fine. You can't. That's family. So Alexa Bliss wasn't on Raw this week, 
for reasons that yeah naturally naturally like I and I know at one point she did post like when Larry Steve was sick that she was on her way to yeah I Raw. think she was probably booked on the show then I the way I mean we'll get into it but the way that Raw ended. I think there was supposed to be more. I do think Alexa Bliss was supposed to be there, but I think that either she showed up and was like, I can't do this, or she showed up and they were like, go home. Yeah. And good for them for letting her go home. I just can't imagine like Vince being backstage and somebody being like, hey Vince, uh, Alexa's pig is dying. She's not going to be able to. Uh, that pig has more followers on Instagram than half of his like workers. I'm sure you know he knows I mean? all about it. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine a scenario where... Think about all the things that Vince McMahon's encountered probably in his life. Yeah. <laughs> at seventy something years old, this is this is new for him. Yeah. And I would have loved to see him react to it, mm-hmm. just because I know people paint Vince as like this terrible, um, like hard ass. Yes, terrible hard ass. Yeah. But like then you hear him talk about guys like Andre the Giant, how much they meant to him. Oh yeah. And like the guy's got a heart. He's got a soul. Like I wonder. I, I would love to see, like, his backstage reaction to, like, Alexa Bliss's yeah. thing dying. She probably just walked up to him crying and was like, I can't. And he was probably like, oh my god, you sweet baby, go home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just assume Alexa Bliss is the sweetest person you could ever meet in your life. She seems it. Like, she just seems it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, she was on Total Divas and, like, that's, I mean, it that's where we out. introduced Larry Steve. Like, we've known him since he was uh-huh. a little piglet. And, uh, you know, Nia Jax tried to feed him bacon. So that's something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. <laughs> Just a he book, she book disclaimer. Teacup pigs aren't real. I mean, they grow. They get big. They are giant pigs. Look at Larry Steve. <laughs> doesn't, we're still going to have one. Surprise. Well, we'll see. MVP is in the ring <laughs> to start off Raw. And he's going to introduce Bobby Lashley with a ton of women again. Yeah, again with these woo girls. Yeah, I don't know. And the one... Needs some new shoes. Because this poor lady... I I thought her ankles were going to break. I don't know how she got into the ring and was able to actually stand on that canvas. We should make an Olympic sport out of, like, can you walk down ramps in those kind of, like, heels? I I mean, she literally was holding on to the other girls for help. But I know people... Props to her for making it. She she figured it out. She was crazy uncomfortable standing Mm -hmm. in the ring. I couldn't couldn't even pay attention to MVP and Lashley. Yeah, I I don't really know what's going on with them. Try so hard. I know people are mad about the Woo Girls, and it's really right. funny to me, though, because you want to know why it's funny to me? People are so mad. I mean, listen, the Woo Girls, we don't need. We do not need them there. Yes, we do. And everybody, but everybody's like, oh, it's so sexist. He's here with his Woo Girls. But is everybody forgetting who Reginald is? Yeah. Because he's basically Reginald is this... Nia Jax slam piece. Yeah. And we're, we all know. We're okay with that, but we're not okay with the Woo Girls. Very, no. very weird. He's doing the Ric Flair yeah. Like, I have all this money, I have these beautiful suits, beautiful women, mm-hmm. let him be. I didn't hear this complaining on AEW when MJF had all these women kissing his kissing ring. Kissing his ring, yeah. That was more weird to me than the Woo Girls. Yeah, this is just Bobby Lashley being nice, letting these girls up into the <laughs> ring. He was like holding all their hands. Well, yeah, they couldn't walk in their heels. Yeah, and he could have just been like, screw it, get in the ring yourself, host. I don't know what to do. Like, this was literally, like... In the 90s, we had the Godfather and his hoe train. Yeah. Yeah, we can't do that. We no. can't do that. So this was like Bobby Lashley's nice lady train. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice lady train. <laughs> and he brings okay. in all his nice ladies. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I know you weren't paying attention, but MVP... I, <laughs> I couldn't MVP stop looking at this one lady. She's right in the middle of the screen just trying so hard not to fall and break her legs. 
So while that was going on, MVP was just going off about how annoyed he was that Drew McIntyre came out last week for this open challenge. And of course, while he's going off about how much he's annoyed by Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre comes out. So crass. And you're hilarious. And Drew wants another match against Bobby. And he goes, you know, Bobby knows, or he knows that Bobby wants it too. And tells Bobby not to even look at MVP and basically like be a man and tell him he wants it too. But then Kofi and Xavier Woods interrupt him. Because, you know, Kofi won last week. Yep. So he's like, thanks, Drew. But something that we were making fun of or laughing at not making fun of it because it was just hilarious how xavier woods calls randy orton randall Mm -hmm. this whole communication with kofi kingston he was calling bobby lashley bob lashley and i couldn't stop laughing at that i just could not stop but he wants this rematch with bob lashley and telling drew to just step to the side and Adam Pearce comes out and makes an official match between Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, where the winner will then face Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. So this match ends up starting, and Bobby Lashley comes out and attacks them. Xavier comes to their defense. Bobby gets rid of Xavier. Kofi, you know, gets rid of Bobby. It's a whole mess. It's a whole, it's a whole mess. And, and this is just basically, we're killing time. Yes. Because we're going to do the same match next week. Yeah. We're going to do we Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, the winner of that match will face Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Yes, but Adam Pierce backstage did tell... Like, Kofi and Drew were pissed, and they were like, you can't have it end like that. Like, we want our match. And he's like, fine, you'll get your rematch, but Bobby and MVP aren't allowed there. So Adam Pierce tells Bobby Lashley and MVP, like, you're not allowed to be there next week. And if either of you interferes or even goes ringside, you'll be suspended for 90 days without pay. So that makes me wonder, you know, are they going to recruit somebody else to go down there? Is nothing going to happen? Are they going to actually let Drew and Kofi just go? There's too many weeks to hell in the cell to make me think that it's just going to go as planned. But I don't really know. I think it either goes... Because, like, what would Bobby Lashley's plan be? He doesn't care which one wins. Yeah. I assume he probably wants Kofi to win. Um, but I mean, we haven't seen, uh, our retribution guys in a minute. No, that's why I'm thinking, like, are they going to tell them to go down to the ring? Are they not? Like, we haven't seen them I don't know. Whatever in a couple is, weeks. It's, uh, I know. Drew McIntyre's great, but let's move on. Let's yeah. be done with Lashley and McIntyre. Let's do Lashley and Kofi and then move on from there. Yeah. Let Drew go do some other stuff. I don't know what other stuff. I don't have any ideas at the moment for No, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, the guy has a book coming out. Yeah. Let him just go promote the book or something. Let him go do... I don't know. Let him him go do something else. I can't do... Drew McIntyre is great. I'm glad he got the push that he got last year. He deserved it. He deserved the Rumble win. He deserved WrestleMania win. He deserved it to be in front of fans as well. Yeah, that that did hurt that he was in front of fans. Yes. But... Let it. Let this breathe. Let Bobby mm-hmm. get away from Drew. Let Drew go do some other stuff. We can work our way back around. And I don't. I don't know what the match for Drew is on Raw. I really don't because there's it. It feels so thin at the top, and that's a problem that WWE has to solve by itself. But yeah. Then again, maybe Finn Balor's around. Yeah, because you know we'll talk about Finn a little bit later, but. Rumor has it he wants to come back to the main roster, so 
I mean, I would prefer him to come back to SmackDown, but SmackDown's a better show anyway, so, like, maybe they would have him come back to Raw to kind of bring back the fans to Raw because fans are not happy with Raw and how it's going right now because it's not... Shockingly, SmackDown is better than Raw. Yeah, so, I like, mean, maybe... Not shocking at all, really. I mean, yeah, but Raw's... You know, maybe they'll try to bring something back to Raw. Something else that they keep having happening on Raw is Rhea and Charlotte. I know. Also. Yes. So wrap it up. So Rhea comes up to Charlotte backstage telling her to good luck, have good luck in her match tonight. And Charlotte goes off about how Rhea's jealous of her. And Charlotte, I've always been like, whatever, towards Charlotte. Like, she's Charlotte Flair. So she's great. She has the namesake. She's She is an amazing wrestler. Mm-hmm. And she's an amazing heel. And But her going at Rhea like that, like... Usually when Charlotte's on, I'm like, okay, Charlotte, get it. Come on, get over it. But this one, I was like, damn, Charlotte, all right, come at her throat. Like, that was great. But then my girl Nikki Cross comes up. Yeah, and Nikki Cross is She's here. like, hey, I, I could beat either of you. Like, and asks them for a match. Like, which one of you wants a match with me tonight? And Charlotte, again, just being Charlotte Flair, tells her that she's not good enough to face Charlotte Flair. And you know who could maybe come in and help Nikki realize how good <laughs> she really is? Eva Marie. Eva Marie. <laughs> who is literally probably the size of Charlotte. Yeah. And is jacked to the gill. Charlotte's not going to step to Eva Marie. No. Let Eva Marie be the manager and bodyguard. Yeah. Let her do it. It'll be fun. So basically Charlotte tells Rhea that she doesn't think that she can be, o- or not Oscar, Nikki Cross in two minutes. So so we're setting up a two-minute challenge. Yeah, and it's so annoying because yeah. in this two-minute challenge between Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross, did Rhea forget the time limit? Yeah. Like, it was very dumb. And then, you know, Nikki Cross wins because she beat the clock. Mm-hmm. And because Rhea just was all stupid about it. We but- made the women's champion on Raw yeah. look fucking stupid yeah you don't know there's listen it's not like there's two minutes and like she forgot or the two minutes on a giant clock behind her yeah that she turned around numerous times could have seen she said in the very beginning like the clock is ticking nikki like to nikki and then rio was taking her time barely did anything to nikki for this like entire match and and then was shocked when the timer went off and you look stupid yeah it was well, very. Who, this dumb. helped no one. No. Rhea, this this reign for Rhea so far has been absolute garbage. And it sucks because Rhea is so great. She is. She deserves so much better. And then, you know, Charlotte comes out for her match with Asuka. And of course, Charlotte wins because she's Charlotte Flair. So we can move on to my favorite thing that is happening on Raw, which is RK Bro. They had a great video package for RK Bro leading up to the Xavier Woods versus Matt Riddle. And in this, Matt Riddle, which I think they're just calling Riddle now. I'm pretty sure we dropped Matt. I don't even remember. But he RKO's Xavier. He did. did. And it was out of nowhere. It was perfect. He then pins Xavier Wood and then gets up. And poses on the ropes like Randy Orton. And I'm screaming. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I think it's even funnier that he can still call the move an RKO. You can. Because his name does not have to change. Randy Orton tweets out, you know, I'd I'd say nice form, but also don't steal my shit. Why couldn't this have been a quick backstage segment for Randy? I don't know. Like, get Kayla or whoever is the Kayla. Is she the Raw? 
No idea. But find Kayla. Find <laughs> Kayla Braxton. Let her go up to Randy and be like, hey, Randy, what do you think about Riddle using your move? And his be like, oh, it looked great. But don't steal my shit. Yeah. It could have been... segment. It could have been a funny segment Why did this between, have to be a tweet? It could have been a funny segment between Randy and Matt, too. Like, in the yeah, back. Like, he could have been. been like, did you see what I did, Randy? Did you love it? Like, he could have been Matt Riddle just in like the this, back. This needs to be, like, one of the... This needs to be a segment on this Monday's Raw. Yeah. Is Randy's being like, yo, I liked it. Yeah. It was a good move. Don't steal my shit. So good. I love Riddle. I'm so excited for where they're going. And we've said it plenty of times. We know Randy's going to eventually turn on him. But right now it's fine. You know, he's supporting them. You know what isn't fine? You tell me. The fact that Nia, Shayna, and Reginald are still here doing a whole bunch of stuff. In their backstage promo, Shayna's talking about how Nia keeps getting distracted, which she does. And how they used to be an unstoppable force before Reginald was here. And he's causing all these distractions. And of course, Nia's defending him. Like, he's seeing triple and his head still hurts after all that fire or whatever. I don't really know. It was so dumb. The only thing that was semi-interesting out of this, which I didn't even find out until later, was the fact that Lily was in that backstage promo. Hate it. Right? So we... She's coming after Reginald because now we have this match between Tamina and Natalia or with Tamina and Natalia versus Naya and Shayna so that Naya and Shayna can prove that they're better without Reginald. This is closing the show. Oh, it was absolutely garbage. garbage. And of course, you know, Reginald just comes... Wait, real quick, real quick. We literally talked about this last week on the show. I know. That we need to put Alexa Bliss in a show closing... yeah rivalry Mm -hmm. and we also explicitly said with charlotte not to do that with reginald and shana and naya yeah surprise they don't listen to us they did (laughs) exactly what we wanted and didn't want at the same exact time yeah and so reginald just comes strolling down the aisle shana comes yelling at him now he's ringside it's so stupid he you know there's distractions all around all in all natty ends up getting this win so Shayna just goes at Reginald and starts yelling in his face. I pretty there was more pyro when Shayna kicked him out. Somehow yes. Shayna kicked Reginald out of ringside. There was more pyro. Shayna comes over, looks like she's going to be supportive when she helps him up, and then just starts screaming in his face. And now we get Shayna versus Reginald next week. Yeah. Yay! Yay! So WWE has this weird thing where we don't do male versus female. It's matches. so dumb. We used to do it back yeah. in the day. We used to do this in the Attitude Era. China is a former Intercontinental Champion. Jacqueline's a former Hardcore Champion. And a Cruiserweight Champion as well. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore in WWE, except for Reginald. Well, is now going to have, also, what, his third? James Ellsworth. It's all the weird guys that com- that Carmella brings into it. It's just it. tiny little weird guys are allowed it's, to have these matches. It makes well, the women look stupid. You know what, though? It's not just that. Because Ronda Rousey did go at Triple H for a little bit there, but that was supposed to... It wasn't... No. Intergender matches can be something fun and cool and ready to go. Like, yeah. I thought we were getting that with Alexa and Randy. And we that kind of... Yeah. But, like, not really. Yeah, Nobody really did anything. Like... It, we should be able to do these matches like, with people other than Reginald. In these yeah. match, rest for Think all the about, people that are like wrestling is fake. Yeah, yeah, and that's that why they really helps. Yeah, like you know what the best thing about a male versus female matches, the male being the base for all the moves the women can now do. Yeah, like watch a Candice LeRae match where Candice LeRae will 
will fight men. She is amazing. In oh these yeah. Matches. These and like look at Liv Morgan when she's training. Mm-hmm. She's been posting a ton of training videos on Instagram and Twitter. Look at her wrestling with a guy and how amazing she yeah. looks because she has a strong base of support. Mm-hmm. Now we have Reginald. Yeah. Getting he's wrestled Sasha Banks. We know. Mm-hmm. He's wrestled who else has he wrestled? Uh, there was another one. All I can think about is the fact that he's going to be wrestling Shayna. He's going to be wrestling Shayna. <laughs> like, that's all I can think. And like why? 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 It doesn't make any sense. It's very annoying. Like, who is this for? Who likes this? Who likes this? I don't know. Maybe there are people that like it. But, like, one, we've never been given anything about Reginald other than he was Carmella's sommelier. Yeah, but now But now he's, he's... Nia Jax's slam piece. Yeah. But is also, like, Shayna doesn't like him. That like, this was... Op- this had to have been... Alexa had to have been closing the show. Yeah. And then couldn't close the show. Yeah, because the, the pyro the happens and everything. Yeah, like, we it was supposed to be something more. We it couldn't was. figure this out in no. the three hours of Raw how to close this show better. Yeah, or just move this to like move it mid to the, card or the beginning move to like the middle yeah. where, we're, where we're not paying attention anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It let Riddle close the show. Yeah, that could have been fine to close the show. I mean, we had other random matches too, like Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander, where. Alexander gets us win. Um, Jackson Riker wins over Elias, which was, or I'm sorry, over AJ Styles with help from Elias, which mm-hmm. was honestly funny because Elias hid from yes. Omos and like that was really funny. And yo, that dude, he's fast. Yeah, that's a that's a big guy. That was pretty scary fast. Yeah. when he was chasing after Elias and uh, Jackson Riker, and I was like, holy shit, like he's running way too fast. Like they've, he caught they've got Elias. Some Omos, but they're yeah. Just- Continue to waste them for some reason. And then again with Sheamus and Umberto just doing this over and over and over again. But then when Sheamus wins and he doesn't stop, Ricochet does come out again. So we are looking like we're transitioning into at least Sheamus versus Ricochet. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I love watching Ricochet wrestle. Yeah, though. Raw it's so ended, much fun. Raw ended in probably the worst way I've seen in, in a, a while. very, very long time. But to make up for it, NXT ended in a very cool way, which yeah. is probably going to be the only match we talk about from NXT, which is Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. And I I love Finn Balor Listen, so much. The match was great. It was Finn an Balor's amazing incredible. match. He's so good. I mean, Karrion Cross got the win, which we knew. Yeah. We knew that was happening. But like I said earlier, rumor does have it that Finn Balor may be wanting to come back to the main roster. This this is how we do it. If Finn's going to lose clean like that. Yeah. That and just be lying match. face down to end the show. Mm-hmm. Give it a couple weeks. Yeah. He's, have him pop up somewhere. He's got it. Because now you're, you've used Finn in all the ways you could in NXT. Yeah. He's been champion. He's now lost the title. And then he lost the rematch clean. Yeah. There's really not a lot left on that bone for him. There's plenty of things he could do on Raw. Or yeah. on SmackDown. I, I don't know I which would rather would him go. go to SmackDown, but we'll see how Yeah, but goes. we'd rather everyone go to SmackDown because SmackDown has so much more going on. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, Raw, for, even though they have the extra hour, they can't even book two good ones. Yeah, it's so crazy that they have three hours and they're not as good as the two-hour shows that happen throughout the week. It's, 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 it's too much. Shame. It's too much to I'm sure it's very difficult to write a three-hour show. I'm oh, I'm sure. sure. But, God damn it. You, like, the, they had good segments on Raw. Yeah. They just couldn't figure out the what right to do order. with them. Yeah, it's very that they should change that up. But we'll see what's next for Finn Balor. I hope it's something fun because 
I love him and he is a great wrestler and he deserves to be in the spotlight. And then somebody else that's in the spotlight will move on to SmackDown. And somebody that's in the spotlight is the whole Uso family and Roman, that whole family. So Jimmy and Jay Uso are finally getting a match tonight against the Street Profits. And it's been the first time that we have seen the Usos together in well over a year. First time we're ever seeing Usos versus Street Profits. Yes, and it's very exciting. And they're all excited for their match. And they're backstage talking. And Roman comes in and he's like, so what's the game plan? Like, if you're the one making moves to Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, what do you mean? We're going to go get these titles and we're going to make the family proud. And Roman's all, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy's like, oh, you beat it. And he gets all happy and he leaves. And then Roman turns to Jay and he's like, you're going to need it. Because Roman's such a sneaky prick. And Jay's like, you know, then he asks Jay if his brother talks for him now. And it's so funny to me, this, like, we're going to have a custody battle between Jay and Roman for we Jay. Or for, between so Jimmy bad. and Roman for Jay. And Put I, Jimmy in a cage above the thing. No, above the Jay. Ring. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I just did it too. <laughs> Excuse me. Put Jay in a shark cage above the ring. Yeah. And have Roman and Jimmy yes. fight it out for the custody of Jay. Yeah, because Jay responds to that with, even though I'm with Jimmy tonight, you know I'm with you, right? And Roman's like, tell your brother that. Like, it was so rude, I Roman. Know. So we had the Street Profits versus the Usos. And oh, wait, we had a great, we had that interaction in ring between the Street Profits and, and the Usos before the match. They, we opened the show with them in the ring doing a promo. Yes. And Jimmy and Jay, when they were together. Oh, it's so sick. They were so happy. They were killing it on the mic. Street Profits as well, killing it. This was a great interaction. My favorite thing is the Street Profits came out first. And mm-hmm. I like when. Listen, we've already said this. Wrestling is fake. We get it. Whatever. When the music hits of somebody that the wrestlers who are already in the ring, like, respect and they like, Montez Ford gets so hype. Mm -hmm. Like, him and Dawkins are in there talking shit, ready to go, uh, like, against the Usos, and the Usos music hits, and instead of them standing there all stone-cold face, like... Montez Ford is hype as hell when the music hits. And yeah. he's, like, dancing around to the well, Usos music. the New music. Day always dances to yes. whoever's music is yeah. coming out. Riddle's been doing it now, too. Like, I mean, everybody does it to the to the New Day's music because you can't not well, the dance. the Usos but, really just... But the Usos, shit, it's been so long. And their shit just bumps. It slaps so hard. So, like, they were going in. I love that. But I don't think I've ever been more excited for the Usos. Yeah, it's good. It's been so it long. It's been so when long. You have somebody, when you have talent go away, and, and this isn't anything. Yeah. Um, it's like like your favorite singer goes away for two years mm-hmm. and then drops an album. You're going to be super excited to listen to that album. The Usos are one of the best, if not the best, tag team in the world. Yeah. And they've been gone for 14 months. And, you know, the Street Profits did say, like, you used to run this place. Yep. But we run it now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not not true no like that is a true statement the street profits the street profits have taken the ball and they've run with it they have and they've been great they really have and now the usos are back i was so hyped for this tag team match Mm -hmm. and and jimmy and jay were jimmy and jay yes they were the usos yes in that moment and i remember like we talked about this because when jay is around jimmy and it's just jimmy Mm -hmm. they're the usos yeah when Jay is around Roman, Jay is Roman's bitch. Yes. 
And it's very obvious, and that's great writing and great and performance Jimmy on their part. remains nobody's bitch. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know, I love this match. I've never been more excited um, to see the Usos in the ring, and I've... It was so weird because I don't think ever since I've seen the Street Profits for the first time, I don't think I've ever wanted the Street Profits to lose. But during this match, I did. Like, I was ready for the Street Profits to lose. And I've never felt that way. And when Jimmy pinned Montez, I was actually, like, excited. I was like, oh, my God, they won. This is so exciting. Which is like it's having, like, two different, like, um... Like trails of dominoes, yes. right? If you knock down one of the blocks, it mm-hmm. leads to all these other reactions. There's more reactions that happen if the Usos win. Yeah. Because now they get a tag team title match. Mm-hmm. Roman doesn't seem to want that to happen. It's so weird that he doesn't want that family to have all of the gold. Because Roman doesn't want the family to have the gold. Roman wants, wants himself, himself to have yeah. the gold. He wants yeah. to be the guy by himself, and he wants everybody else to just fall in line. Yeah. That makes sense for Roman. It doesn't for anybody else. You know what else doesn't make sense? I fully believe that Montez Ford can fly. Yeah. The guy's got uh, the guy's got some bounce on him. It doesn't make any sense. Like, when he threw himself over, and we were both like, oh my god, he overshot it. And then he landed perfectly mm-hmm. on one of those, as I forget which one was on the ground. But, like, uh, that man can actually fly. Listen, I, Montez Ford, he's just, he's an incredible athlete. And when I saw this, I literally just said, Ricochet isn't shit. Yeah. Because Ricochet is big on talking about how great he is yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just annoys me. Yeah. Because, like, Ricochet is great in his own right. Oh, yeah, he is. But there's a lot of guys that are like Ricochet. And yeah. he refuses to believe that there are. Yeah. Like, there's this guy named Pac in AEW mm-hmm. that can do all of the things that you do. Yeah, Gravity forgot that man. And there's also a guy on SmackDown mm-hmm. named Montez Ford that... Maybe he can't do a 450. No, but he can but do But I'm sure he could fucking try. Oh, yeah. And give him some time. He'll figure it He'll out. He'll figure it out. He's a, he, he can fly. There's no doubt in my mind. So the Usos win. Then they go backstage to Adam Pierce, And Jimmy's like, listen, next week. Like, he goes, whoever wins between the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios tonight, I want them next week. And... They're like, all right, whatever, you get them next week. And then later, Roman has his real mob boss style sitting in his chair in the back. And Jay comes in and Roman's like, oh, so your brother got the match for next week? Is that what you want to do? I thought you were with me. What happened to we? And which is so funny to me. Like, that's his twin. So abusive. That's his twin brother. (laughs) Like, you psycho. I know. And, like, he's, like, think about everything we've been through in the past few months. I just want the best for you. It's the only thing that matters to me. Here's a fun fact. Roman Reigns, real big gaslighter. Real big. Man. He says, with me, you were main event Jay Uso. When you're, you're closing the show, when you're with your brother, you're opening it. Which is so funny because when they opened the show, I was like, holy shit, they're opening the show with this match. They did this so Roman could say this. The two biggest spots on a yes. show are yeah. opening the show and, and closing, closing the it. show. Yeah. I was shocked, though. I was like, damn, I thought they would have put this at least on, like, the second hour or something. And, but it, it was so that Roman could say, you know, you're opening the show and that's not as good as closing the show. And he said something that made me laugh so hard because, whoops, he said, I just don't want you to get back to a place where people are asking, which one are you again? Surprise, Roman. I already knew. We never stopped. <laughs> I 
<laughs> we never stopped forgetting. Never. And even when Jimmy was injured and wasn't around, mm. I was still saying, which Uso was that? Which Uso says? All right. We just called him Uso for the first like six months. Like we still do. Like which one is Naomi yeah. married to? Yeah. I honestly, I don't know Couldn't which one Naomi's married to. Couldn't tell you. I don't know. They're... I know one of them's married to Naomi and one of them's married to one that, somebody that looks like Naomi. And no way. I didn't know that. I think so. I'm gonna. I'm just going to go on their Instagram and figure it out. I don't know. So anyway, Jay literally responds with, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Because Jay is a little bitch Jay's when he's a little around bitch. Roman. It like, is so it's creepy. It's so weird. He plays the role incredibly That's well. That's what I'm saying. The performance is awesome. Like, give the guy a fucking Emmy at this point. But what he's the killing fuck? this, like, he's defeated. Like, I was saying that he's, he's Reek from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he's, like, he's just so defeated. But when he's with Jimmy. Yeah, they're back on he's, top. He's amped. He's hyped. He's ready. It's so crazy. And then when he gets around Roman, and like even if he's around Roman and Jimmy, mm-hmm. he's still a little bitch. Yeah. When he's with just Jimmy, mm-hmm. it's all good. And he, you know, he even made a comment. We were saying this earlier when he when they were going back and forth the Street Profits and the Usos, and you know Jimmy's going in on the mic and mm-hmm. welcome, we're back to this and blah blah blah, and and Jay's sitting there like at first he was just watching Jimmy and then he was like. Oh, yeah, I'm a Uso, too. I can do this, too. Mm-hmm. But he started that with do not talk bad about Roman. I know, so and I was so mad. Yeah, yeah, I was I like, grow a pair, bro. Grow a pair. It's... The way this is going, we have we have a couple different directions we can go with this. Mm-hmm. We can do Jay sacks up mm-hmm. and ditches Roman. Yeah. Roman goes straight up Mad King, even worse than before. But which we, honestly would be fine. Which would be fine. But then we get, like, the Usos as their tag team, right? Mm-hmm. Or we could do the Usos just align themselves with Roman. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is along for the ride. We get the whole Anawaii family, all the gold. Yeah. Or, which is where I think we're going, Roman's going to beat the shit out of Jimmy. Yeah. And we're going to get Jimmy versus Roman at Hell in a Cell. I'm fine with Jimmy versus Roman. I am not fine with Jimmy versus Jay. Like, we are... I don't like I that. think we're running... Because... Hell in a Cell was October last year. Yeah. And it was Roman versus Jay in a Hell in a Cell I quit match. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting the same match. With yeah, and the other Jimmy, came, Jimmy came out, and he's the one that quit for Jay. And, like, who? Jay's a little bitch, so who's to say that he won't come out and quit for Jimmy? Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I think we're, we're going to run it back at Hell mm-hmm. in a Cell, and it, Roman's just going to beat the shadow of Jimmy, and Jay's going to have to choose in that moment. Yeah. And so Jay and Jimmy are going... To be going up against whoever wins between the Dirty Dogs and the Mysterios. They want that next week. So the Dirty Dogs have their backstage promo about how they're the best and they're going to beat the Mysterios. And the Mysterios have their backstage promo about how if one hurts, the other one hurts. I hate it so much. These backstage promos either need to not happen or just be shorter. So this is for the Tag Team Championship and the Dirty Dogs come out, and they're in the ring, and they're waiting for the match to start, and then they cut to backstage where Ray is on the ground hurt. Mm-hmm. And the bell rings without the Mysterios out there, and the Dirty Dogs are hilarious, and they're like, wait, we had nothing to do with this. This is a forfeit. Give us the championships. And This is a backlash replay. Oh, they. It is deja vu. It's, it's, we're switching roles. It's so stupid because, you know, at Backlash, Dominic got hurt and he couldn't come out. And then eventually he comes stumbling down and he helps. And Dominic's all, he stepped up for me last Sunday. I'm stepping up for him now. A proud son moment, whatever. So it's Dominic versus the Dirty Dogs. Yeah. So lame. I might have liked this when I was like 10, I think. 
Yeah, but was Dominic even like born then? No, like if I was <laughs> if I was ten now, okay. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is like this yeah, is cool, this is fun. yeah, whatever. So, but this is also like. I don't know. It's so lame. Like, just like, it's let, so corny. It's let just corny Ray and, and Dominic yeah. wrestle together. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to constantly be this one person, like in a handicap match. Yeah. And I get it because people are really shitting on Dominic for, we don't know, we talked about this. We don't yeah. know anything about his training. He came right to the main roster, probably because he's Ray Mysterio's son. <laughs> probably. I know. But, and a lot of people are saying this. A lot of the wrestlers always start their promos with, why are you even here? Is it bring your, your kid to work day? It's going to be that way forever it for is. Dominic. It really is. Because Charlotte still gets Even though yes, Charlotte worked her ass she off. She worked her ass off. And, and she's still NXT, just a flair. Yeah, she's still yeah. just Rick's daughter. And so I, I feel like in a way they do these handicap matches to kind of build Dominic to show that he can be a good wrestler or is a good wrestler. I was saying during the match, Dolph and Bobby Roode make this kid look amazing oh yeah they do and you know so at one point it looks like they're about to win and ray's music hits and he comes limping out and we're like what is he going to join this now but no dominic takes advantage of the distraction and he rolls rolls up rude and then the usos come out and we end the show with them just having a standoff but they cut to the backstage where roman's just sitting in his chair staring at them so I'm so excited to see what happens with this because I do want the Usos to be the champions again. Oh, and they're, they're they're not going to be. I know they're not going to be, but we've learned this about me. I I play with my heart. Yeah. So I want them to be the champions. We'll see how this goes. They're going to get so close. Yeah. And Roman's going to fuck this up. Yeah, I agree with that. Roman's going to do some shit. And Roman is... I don't know how we get to Roman versus Jimmy, but I think it's got to be something along the lines of Roman screws them in the tag team match mm-hmm. and then jimmy just goes ballistic yeah because roman's already challenged. screwed jimmy yeah and i want to say that was against cesaro yeah like so, jimmy had it against cesaro and mm-hmm. roman ruined it then yeah roman does not want anyone else to be successful other than himself no. which is a great heel move yeah for sure especially because like you preach the family like there's nothing better than like a heel saying shit and then meaning something completely different yeah. roman's doing an incredible job there's no way, in no. my mind, that the USOs are winning these titles on Friday. That makes me sad. I hope they do. I don't think they're going to win it on Friday. Oh, they'll, I get want them back. they'll get them back Yeah, I want them to get them sure. back. I think that would be like a pay-per-view match. That would like, get them it's got to be, eventually, we have to turn the USOs full-blown face. Yeah. And go against Roman. Yeah. Because it doesn't... I love USOs. I think I just like heels Whether better. they Whether they but fall they in line this. first... And then eventually turn on Roman, mm-hmm. or if they turn on Roman sooner rather than later, yeah, they're going to turn eventually, and then they're going to get a huge face pop from it. Yeah, and that's what eventually this all leads to. But I think we have to do Roman versus Jimmy at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I think that they would really be dropping the ball if they didn't do that. Well, we're not setting anything else up for Roman. No, this whole show, nothing else got set up for Roman. Mm-mm. We know Cesaro's out and basically dead. Yeah, uh, Seth came out. That's. I mean, we might as well talk about that now. Yeah, he has another new intro. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what this whole thing. He like Seth has had so many intro songs. Yes, a lot. But a lot of them have been great. There was no Mm -hmm. reason to change them. No. Um, Another thing that he comes out with that's like awesome are his suits. But he comes out. You know, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to fight. He wants to fight with Cesaro. So like. We have, it looks like, ended the Cesaro-Roman feud, mm-hmm. and now we're going to have the Cesaro-Seth feud, but... I loved that Seth came out yeah, and said that the reason 
that this was all happening to Cesaro is because of us. Yes. Oh, yeah, he blamed the, the WWE universe. Ooh, loved it. Literally, as he's talking, I'm like, just blame us. It's he our fault. He literally we said, up too much. I wrote this down. He said, the blame is on Cesaro and the WWE universe. My hands are clean. Damn right there. He said, my hands are clean. They are clean. They are. He used his foot. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a glove on the one hand. <laughs> he just stomped the shit the out of Cesaro. As clean as his suits. And, oh my God, he had some dumb, like, exclusive... Audio from Cesaro's hospital room, the whole See, nine. I don't get how you, the two best heels you have in wrestling in WWE right now are both on the same show. I know. It's crazy. Like, Seth and Roman are both murdering it on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Yeah. And then who's your, your top heel on Raw is Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. who yeah. I refuse to hate and has given me no reason to hate him. Yeah. He's just been good. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You know? <laughs> like, what? Like what is the reason why we hate Bobby Lashley? We don't. We hate Roman because he's been crazy yeah. for the last year. We hate Seth because he's losing his fucking mind. Oh my god, he's out of... He already lost it. It's not losing. We hate Bobby because... What? I, I don't know. I, I've been saying this since Bobby... Because lady train, came, his nice lady train? I don't hate him for that. I've been saying this since Bobby came back. They haven't given me any information on Bobby, whether I no. should like him or hate him. Nope. I am so indifferent to Bobby Lashley, it's not even funny. And that is a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Um, Meanwhile, so, Seth Rollins is murdering as a heel on SmackDown. Seth also did something that cracked me up at the end of this when he was all done saying how, um, you know, the fans blame. The reason it's our fault is because we brainwashed Cesaro into yeah. believing that he deserves opportunities that he didn't. Love it. And it's all great. Such a great promo. And then he proceeds to sing himself happy birthday. And Pat McAfee was joining. Joining him. <laughs> he, that, oh, uh, that was McAfee so McAfee joining great. and then like Seth stopped and Pat McAfee was like, oh, I thought I thought we were singing. Like, Pat McAfee <laughs> is, he's doing a great job. He's, he's standing, like, okay. Just a quick aside on Pat McAfee. You can tell he loves this shit. Yes. So much. Yeah. One, because of the way he just reacts to things. Yes. Like we're going to talk about our favorite guy in the universe. Well, we're, he also did a great reaction to Bailey. Which we'll also talk about. Yeah, you talk Bailey's side and the Bailey Cole mm-hmm. uh, nonsense. But Pat McAfee is standing up during these matches. Yeah. I've never in my life seen an announcer standing up like a fan. Oh, yeah. During these He's matches. He's a fan. Yeah. He's a fan. Um, okay, so speaking of Bailey, we'll get into that. Bianca Belair versus Carmella is happening. We haven't seen Carmella in a while. Eh, so she's been like... She's been like small segments. Off yeah, we really haven't we haven't seen her wrestle in a while for real. But before the bell even rings, all you hear is ding dong. Out she and comes. Where the fuck was she? You know what? Three best heels in she, WWE are on SmackDown. Yeah, Bailey is a great heel. Um, she just comes out from behind the announcers, from behind the barricade, yeah. and just comes over and she sits down and gets on it. And, um, you know, she's saying how Carmella needs to wait her turn, still calling Bianca a cheater. And, you know, I don't remember which announcer said this, but they were like, well, you brought the hair into it because she did. She started pulling on Bianca's hair. Mm -hmm. She tried to use Bianca's hair, but then it got turned. And that's why Bianca ended up using her hair and got that win. But Bailey being a heel. And being correct. Yeah. She was like, the hair's on her head. How did I bring her into it? Genius. Correct. This girl's a genius. Yeah. She's the perfect heel. I I mean, Hugger Bailey, she was kind of annoying, but she was fine. Like, Bailey, to me, has always been a great wrestler. But heel Bailey just... I'm, 
I might just like heels more, but she just yeah. has this whole vibe about her that it's always is easier. so great. It's easier to be a heel. Um, yeah. But the, the thing that SmackDown is getting right, especially with with Roman and Seth and Bailey, is that heels shouldn't just lie and say bullshit that we don't believe. Yeah. Like, they are telling us inconvenient truths mm-hmm. that make maybe the baby faces look bad, but they're right. Yeah. We don't want them to be right. No, but they are. But they are. Yeah. And that's what makes them believable heels, smart heels, mm-hmm. unlike Rhea Ripley, who doesn't know how long two minutes is. I, so crazy to me. Bailey understands that, you know, she's going to use Bianca's hair if it's in the match. She didn't bring it into the match. No, but she's going to use it. But she's going to use it. She's so great, and I love her feud with Michael Cole. Oh, my God. So, Michael Cole, so Bianca wins, obviously. Yeah, duh. And Michael Cole says, Blanca Belair. Yeah. And Bailey just rips him a new one. Just calls him a stupid idiot. <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing so hard. Then she, and I've already said this, where the fact that she just, like, as a response to anything, just points and laughs in people's faces, which yeah. is just the best heel move. She got on the announce table yeah. and just starts laughing at Bianca, pointing at her, turns to Pat McAfee and Michael Cole and was like, laugh with me, laugh with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, McAfee's like, uh, like, should I? I'm new here. I don't know. <laughs> should I? Oh, so good. So good. I don't know what's next, though. I don't remember if anything came out of that. Like, if Bianca, I guess Bianca and Bailey just, might get another match. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Now, yeah. So I'm assuming. And hopefully, we put the hair on the line. Yeah, that's my hope. yeah, that's your hope. That would be fun. We'll see how that goes. Um, another big thing that happened with Pat McAfee again being just a great fan slash announcer. Listen, if it's if it's great the first time, do it a second time. Yeah. Rick Boogs is back. Yep. He's playing Shinsuke to the ring again. Yep. He's got even more speakers than he did last week. Yeah, he did. Pat McAfee's losing his freaking mind. I want everybody who watches. Uh, SmackDown. Whoever saw Pat McAfee, I want you all to understand that that is how Mike is reacting while it's happening. Yeah, I'm Pat McAfee in those moments. If not, more excited. Pat McAfee's up on his feet. He's got his phone out for some reason with the lights lights. as if the lights are off. He's at like a rock show. Yeah, he was at a concert. He's losing his mind and we all should. Yeah. We all should be losing our mind because one, now Shinsuke, all of a sudden seems important again. Yeah, he's going against Chad Gable today. Or during this. Yeah, and Shinsuke wins, obviously. Mm -hmm. Looking for his crown. Baron has his crown. Yeah. Well, Baron has Baron's crown that Shinsuke's taken. (laughs) And he's putting it on his head. I'm like, there's no way they're going to... They can't do this. Mm -mm. Boogs comes out. Knocks Baron to the ground. Shinsuke takes his crown, puts it on his head. Boogs plays him out. Fantastic. So good. SmackDown is murdering it, where Raw is just shitting the bed weekly. And, of course, we have to talk about Tamina and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Which I was excited that the, the like they're finally using the Riot Squad as amazing. a tag team. Their gear was amazing. Their gear it looks it looked great. great. They, they look great. They had moves together. They yeah. tag team maneuvers. Which a lot of times I don't like. But if they can do it, they, yeah, can, it, that, them, they looked good. Some of them kind of looked shit. But yeah. they looked great. They looked good, yeah. And Tamina pins Ruby. Mm-hmm. Great. Fun. Um, Apollo versus Kevin Owens happens. Aziz interferes, of course, and Apollo retains, which sets up next week we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Apollo. Aziz is banned from ringside. Yes. 
And then there was no Apollo, or I'm sorry, there was no Alistair Big E. No, because last week we had that where Alistair came out and closed the show closed with the show. black. Mm-hmm. And there was no, nothing. There was nothing. I mean, we didn't see Sammy either, because for the last few weeks it has been Big E, Kevin Owens, Sammy, and Apollo. Yeah. So it was just Apollo and Kevin that we saw this week. We didn't see anything with Sammy. We didn't see... I'm shocked we didn't see anything with Biggie or Alistair because of what happened last week. But, I mean, maybe they're just setting it up for something big. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I mean, they have to do something next week. Yeah. And hopefully it either kicks off the show or closes the show. Get Just give Natalia and Tamina the night off for that one. Yeah. Take one of those segments out. We don't need that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we're going to move into AEW because literally right after SmackDown. Yeah. On TNT, we get... AEW Dynamite. And there were some... I mean, we're not going to go over everything with AEW, but we do have to go over the fact that there was the weirdest thing I've ever seen happen in wrestling, which was just the weigh-in. Like, that's not a wrestling thing. Oh, that was so stupid. It was so dumb. And Big Show... What's his name? His name is Paul White. Paul White. (laughs) Uh. Paul White didn't know how to use the scale, which was weird. It was so stupid. A couple things to run down for this. Uh, it's Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, and they're making it very much a USA versus England. Yeah. Because, you know, that war we've been in mm-hmm. with England. Uh, it's also that Cody Rhodes can be the American dream for one night. Yes. Uh, a little background on Anthony Agogo. I've done uh, some research. Anthony Agogo is a bronze medalist mm-hmm. in boxing. Yeah. Uh, the only reason he's in professional wrestling is because at the age of 30, he had to retire from boxing because of an orbital bone fracture that caused him to lose most of the sight in one of his eyes. Had nine surgeries to try to get Damn. that sight back. Did not get that sight back. Now he's in wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's facing off against the American Dream, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. On I'm Sunday proud of night. you for saying Cody instead of Dusty. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's tough it's to, very hard. to get that out. Um, but we're going to do a weigh-in, which makes sense for Anthony Gogo's background of boxing, yes. right? Uh, Anthony Go comes out with his people. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes comes out with fucking all of Everybody. Jacksonville, apparently. It was apparently. so weird. And we're going to do a weigh-in, and we're going to use an old-school scale, just like, you know, the weigh-ins for a UFC or a boxing show. Problem is, apparently, nobody taught Paul White how to use one of these scales. This was, and he made a comment about it, too. He was like, oh, I don't know how to use this. <laughs> like, how do we not at least rehearse... Like, hey, hey, Paul, look, this is what we do. Yeah. We move this guy. Because, listen, Paul White has not been on one of those scales probably since he was in middle school. Yeah. Well, also, why? Because that we... scale doesn't go up to 500 pounds. Why didn't we just get a digital scale? It's a great question. <laughs> to be is... honest with you, it's a great question. Like, it didn't make uh, any sense. Unfortunately, this this segment took way too long. Way too long. Had absolutely no payoff, also. That was also silly because they were... They were it was just Cody separated. Rhodes being like, I love you, see you Sunday. Yeah, and they were separated by a pound, which, Yeah, bullshit. Anthony Agogo apparently weighs 219 and Cody weighs 218. I'm calling bullshit, bullshit. on that. Anthony Agogo's got some, got some, uh, some size on Cody. Yeah, and his main guy, Agogo's main guy, was like, oh, he's heavier, so he's going to win. And it's like... It was so stupid. It's like, bro, he's heavier by a pound. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, it was, that was so silly. And, and... One last thing I want to point out about this segment before we move on, because this segment was literally nothing. Yeah. This could have been an email. <laughs> this segment was funny to me because wrestlers, for the most part, wrestle in what you could consider to be underwear. Mm-hmm. But it was so weird to me. Yeah. When Cody Rhodes was in his Calvins just walking around. 
Yeah, they were in their actual underwear. As if he hasn't just worn basically the same shit yeah. for the last 20 years. It, it was, was so bizarre to me to see a wrestler in their Calvins just walking around. It, I don't know why. That whole... Th- I've never it seen a weigh-in, so that whole thing was, like, weird to me in general. And then, like, Paul was mad because, like, they were moving around and it was fucking up the scale. I was like, yeah. guys, just, just, just say a weight. Yeah. Who cares if it's, like, hey, weigh them backstage, tell Paul what the weights are. Yeah, play around with the scale a little bit, yeah. say what the weights are that you were already told. So, the other thing that I do want to touch on with AEW is the fact that we haven't seen Orange Cassidy since he basically died when he was versing uh, Pac. Yeah. And we did see him last night, in uh-huh. the, or on Friday night. He comes out and... Love the theme music. He's so, so good. Oh, my God. Tony Khan is out here licensing real songs. Yes, and it's, and it's a great song. And Kenny Omega, a couple weeks ago, I think, gave Orange Cassidy a contract. So Orange Cassidy comes out with an envelope that says, like, to Kenny... Well, Kenny wanted... Orange Cassidy to defer yes. his title shot. Yes. Instead of making this a triple threat match, like, hey, you can get a title shot one-on-one down the road. Yeah. Orange Cassidy comes out to Where Is My Mind, mm-hmm. his new theme song. And, uh... Well, he had on that envelope where it said, like, for <laughs> Kenny. Yeah. You, this is the thing about Orange Cassidy where people either love or hate him. It's He does not give a fuck. No, he doesn't care. And you can tell in little things. Like, on mm-hmm. that envelope, he accidentally spelled Kenny wrong and just scribbled it out and wrote Kenny underneath it again. Oh, shout out to Chuck Taylor for wearing the Ben Simmons jersey out oh, there. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, a lot Cassidy. of uh, basketball wrestling crossover this past week, which we appreciate. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy comes out with the envelope. Kenny Omega reaches in. It's a bunch of pieces of paper. Yeah, torn up contract. So it looks like it was torn up. And Arch Cassidy uh, lays out Kenny Omega. Yeah. And then lays out Pac. Yeah. And then holds the title, gives the, you know, his half thumbs up. So good. And we are, we're on our way to Double or Nothing. Yeah, which is this Sunday. Um, So the matches in Double or Nothing, we might as well just There's get, a lot of them. There There's are a lot of matches them. Um, we're just going to. Oh, we go- also had, um, real quick, the John Moxley, Eddie Kingston promo. Oh, the yeah. The Young Bucks was fantastic. It got cut off. It did. That was which was the, very the bizarre. Commercial break was really. And then weird. we came back to the same segment. Great promo there. Uh, Miro and Lance Archer is going to be, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be just a hoss fight. Two big old, two big old guys. Sting and Darby Allen. Sting his first match in six years. Yeah. Which they mentioned. Uh, they didn't mention, of course, that match was against Seth Rollins mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. Seth almost killed Sting. Yeah. And Sting was forced to retire, but he's going to have a match with Darby Allen against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. We have the Speaking pinnacle. of pages. Uh, guys. There's too many of them. AEW. Just please change some guys' names. Mm-hmm. We have Ethan Page, Adam Page, Brian Cage, Christian Cage. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much pages and cages. Uh, but we have Brian Cage versus Hangman Page. Yep. We have Christian Cage and the Casino Board Battle Royale for an AEW World Title match. Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker. Serena D versus Riho for the NWA World Women's Championship. There's so many matches. There's so many matches. That's not even all of them. Did I miss one? Yeah, because we still have the Kenny Omega versus Pack versus right. Orange Cassidy for the AEW Championship. Yep. The Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle for the Stadium Stampede match. And if the Inner Circle loses, they have to break up forever. 
Um, I mean, we yeah, the TNT titles on the line, the tag team titles are on the line. The, the NWA inter- Women's Championship, the AEW yeah, Women's Championship, the AEW Championship, yeah. and then the Inner Circle. Like all of these things are on the line. The tag titles, John Moxley and mm-hmm. versus Young Bucks. There's a lot going on on Sunday, and we will have a AEW Double or Nothing episode out tomorrow. We'll be watching that. We'll. Put an episode out tomorrow. When you're hearing this, it'll be out on Tuesday, which is June 1st. So, I mean, catch us with that, with that AEW episode. And I think that's everything for now. We covered a lot in this episode. Yeah, have yourselves a safe Memorial Day. And uh, RIP Larry, Steve. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Monday to HeBookSheBook, wherever you get your podcasts.